Fundraising everywhere. 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 You need to add me in there. Hello, my name is Nikki Bell and I'm the co-founder of Everywhere Plus and welcome to our spin-off podcast series, the Charity Virtual Events Podcast. And what we'll be doing in this Fringe podcast is speaking to virtual and hybrid event hosts, curators, thought leaders, professionals, so that you, the fantastic fundraiser that you are, will have the tools and confidence you need to move ahead with your virtual events. Hello, everybody, and welcome to June's webinar of the Virtual Event Masterclass. My name is Nikki Bell, and I'm one of the co-founders of Everywhere Plus. And as you heard, Everywhere Plus is the virtual event platform for charities. We started the organization in 2019 because we wanted an online space where you could host virtual events that were exciting to attend um, and people wanted to keep coming back, you know, and they had the wow factor and they were successful. Um, and since then, we've hosted over, well, almost a thousand virtual events for over 400 organizations. And in this masterclass series, we are sharing with you all of the things that we've learned along the way because the core reason why we exist is to make sure that hosting successful virtual events is as stress-free and as simple as possible. And we do that, obviously, by sharing what we learn, but also through the, the company, we actually manage the events for you. All the way from start to end on the day delivery where one of our engineers will run the event for you. We know how busy it is uh, to be a fundraiser. We know how many things you have to juggle. So virtual events should be easy and seamlessly woven into all of that. And that's exactly why we're doing what we do. And in today's webinar, uh, which looks at how to overcome Zoom fatigue, um, we want to make sure that you have the tools that you need to be able to host successful events that are exciting to attend. Um, we launched in April the live virtual event report that proved that there is a need and a place for virtual events. But we also know that Zoom fatigue is a real thing. So today it's about finding that balance um, so that you can do what you need to do in a way uh, that kind of encompasses and weaves in all of those things. Um, so for those of you uh, that don't know, I'm Nikki Bell and uh, and I'm, I'm one of the co-founders here. Um, my What we're going to be doing today, um, you'll be hearing from both myself and Simon. He'll be along in just a little bit later on. So both myself and Simon have been fundraisers. You know, we were professional fundraisers, both in charities and uh, as consultants for charities for many, many years before we started the organization. So we know exactly what it is uh, that you need um, and how you need to, to, to receive that. So that's, again, what we're, what we're doing today. We started Everywhere Plus for the reasons that I mentioned before and fundraising everywhere, because if you want to host successful virtual events or run successful fundraising campaigns, there's so much that you need beyond just the platform. You need, obviously, the foundational tools that are going to help you successful. That's what we do with fundraising everywhere. Um, and like I say, we've, we've hosted hundreds of events, 100 charities since we, we got started 
in 2019. Um, but that's enough about us. Like, I want to hear about you, um, who you are. Uh, so go ahead on and, and tell me in the chat box on the right-hand side there, um, you know, what's your name? Whereabouts in the world are you joining us from? What charity are you from? Uh, what is your role there? You don't have to tell me all of these things. You can just pick a, a bit that you want to. Um, and yeah, like, what, what is it that's brought you to this webinar today? Uh, what would you What would you like to learn? Um, I'm going to be uh, kicking off uh, the webinar um, with the short presentation, uh, just looking at um, the, the the why and the how, um, and then Simon will be um, leading the live discussion and Q&A uh, that will be happening uh, shortly afterwards. So we've just got 20 minutes or so here together uh, just now, and then we'll move into uh, a, a more um, interactive piece in, in a short while. All right, let's start with the why because we're fundraisers and that's always a very good place to start. So why Zoom fatigue needs to be fought. Now, exactly like I said in the introduction there, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Uh, it's the way and medium that people have been communicating with each other throughout the pandemic, not just with colleagues, but with friends as well. It's where we've been absorbing entertainment. Um, so it makes sense that people get a little bit sick uh, of this medium. But for me, that's a reason for us to actually level up on our uh, virtual events and not avoid them because I'm here categorically to tell you that your supporters are not bored of virtual events. They're bored of virtual events not hosted on platforms fit for purpose. They're bored of virtual events that lack the sparkle uh, that's so uh, easily associated with a traditional event. Um, and it's a spark that's so easily captured if we plan properly, if we think about the right content, and if we deliver it in the right way. And that's exactly what I'm here to talk to you about today. Now, I get it. So with the pandemic, you were thrown into this situation. You had all of these in-person things. You had to pivot quickly um, and you just used a platform there uh, that was available that you were used to and that supporters were used to. And that's great. But now that we have that time, now that we have that foresight, now that we have the budget, um, it's about thinking, OK, well, how can we adapt this? How can we take what we've learned and, and improve that and continue to build and move forward because virtual events should be a part of your fundraising program this year not only because it offers you protection against unforeseen circumstances. Just recently on the Everywhere Plus platform, we're hosting um, a, a virtual event that was meant to be in person, but the tube strikes meant that it had to be cancelled. So then it was online. So there's so many other things beyond just the pandemic that it protects you against. Um, but also they are successful. And I'm just going to show you some statistics now um, from the virtual event report that we, that we hosted. And I'm sure Simon will pop a, a link for that in the chat box as well. So in uh, February, uh, we surveyed 436 charity organizations that had hosted virtual events uh, since 2020. And these are the results of that report. And that is available for you to download for free and, and get access to. So three quarters of participants agreed that virtual events kept them con connected to supporters. Um, you know, three quarters were more likely to achieve their targets from using virtual events. And 67%, so two thirds, are keeping virtual events in their fundraising mix and the top reasons of, of why people were, were doing that obviously were because of these success metrics that you can see here but also holistically uh, they supported wider challenges that are facing charity organizations today and I'm just going to talk you through some of these here 
So on the left there, the for all that represents inclusivity and accessibility. So by utilizing virtual events, your charity can can make sure that your supporters can join in from wherever they are most comfortable. So if they have moved, if they're busy, um, if they are uh, on holiday, um, all of those things, or if they have you know disabilities, all of those things mean that your events are accessible to these people and you can get it out to more people. Um, the big resignation, you know, there's more people uh, moving uh, away from, from their core uh, places of, of work and, and living where they were previously. So by using virtual events and training, there's no geographical boundaries. Um, and this is, you know, for your internal teams as well for when you're recruiting. So the top use of actually of virtual events for internal teams was for staff training and the top benefit was remaining connected. And I mean, even the Everywhere Plus team, we are a remote first team um, at the time of this particular webinar. I I think of our team of eight, I've met three of them <laughs> in real life, but I actually feel like super connected to them because we've utilized good virtual. And it's not just a case of, you know, creating an online link and hoping people uh, that come, you actually have to put time and effort into this. Um, the burden platform, it's something that's a, a very key thing for charities at the moment. You know, we know that supporters need choice control and to be included. And virtual events actually create a great way for donors to be part of the story and access parts of your organization that were previously off limits. That obviously opens up lots of stewardship and acquisition opportunities. Your donors' priorities have changed. Will they be willing to take a day or evening to travel for a meeting anymore? Virtual events then make it easy for you to meet them where they are. Um, the, the data aspect and the reliance on third-party platforms, so virtual events can help you capture and own your data through registration processes that take them off the social media platform. And actually, 74% of charities say virtual events help them with their social media engagement as well. Um, and, you know, most importantly, the sustainability aspect of it. So no longer is it accessible to spend big budgets on travel and, and events uh, as associated materials. And um, actually, one of our clients on the Everywhere Plus platform forwarded me, forwarded me an email um, from a, a colleague in the event space. And the rising cost of living is having a huge impact as well on your events, because not only are the costs increasing for what you now have to pay for uh, venues and, and travel, but your donors, like, did they have uh, that free capacity to be able to do that as well? So not only will virtual events uh, drive results for you in terms of uh, stewardship and income, as we've just covered there, there are so many holistic benefits as well um, that help you overcome some of the, the other challenges that you and your charity and your board are tackling at the moment. Um, so now that we know why they need to be in there um, and the ways that they can help you, let's just have a look at some ways uh, that we can push back on Zoom fatigue. Now I'm going to start off with the most obvious one. Zoom webinars are not events. If you want to beat Zoom fatigue, it's as simple as that. Use platforms that are built specifically for the purpose of being a virtual events platform. Um, the one that you're on today, Everywhere Plus, this is an example of one. Um, so just a couple of the features uh, that you can expect to see on a virtual events platform. Um, so obviously you're here, but here's another example of another event uh, that we've hosted before. So the design for your experience. So um, you are free to move around the virtual event however uh, you see fit. So with webinars, it's typically, you know, you have the broadcast stage, you have a meeting room and you have a chat box because you need to adapt these things for the event's purpose. But if you have a multi-day, multi-track conferences, there's other things that you can pull into here like 
multiple rooms uh, so people can you know go and watch the sessions that they want to go and see there might be a virtual delegate bag where they can access additional materials there might be rooms or walls where they can go in and actually have their say and be involved uh, in the con conference there might be q a's and slidos and polls basically it's it's the features uh, that allow somebody to feel part of that experience um other features as well that can enhance interaction. So the networking pods and the social pods that I've mentioned already. Um, but you can also have, you know, sponsor hubs like the ones that you can see here. So if there are additional resources that people can interact with, all of that is, is there. And basically it allows for conversation, not a broadcast. So after this short presentation, we are bringing you into the breakout rooms that you can ask your questions, that you can have your say. We're not just here to speak at you. We actually want you to be part of this as well. And that's something um, that's uh, done beautifully on platforms uh, that are uh, built specifically for hosting events. Um, and it's not just these features, because obviously some of these are available in other spaces, but it's the design of it as well. You know, when you come up, when your uh, supporters come on Zoom, they are used to Zoom for meetings and that's what they associated with. So, you know, it might be quite dry. It might be quite long. Um, but also the design of it, you know, you've got the black and the, all of the squares and um, just having something on this where they come into it and they go, oh, this is different. Like this is exciting. And then they can move around and have a little play with it. They're surprised by that. They're delighted by that. And it has a positive effect, which is great because obviously we know that having a positive effect before we ask or engage with a supporter for a particular outcome has uh, a much better result. OK, another way that we can beat Zoom fatigue is to plan properly for our events. So like I said before, we get it. You know, you were pushed into team, uh, Teams and Zoom out of necessity. But now we know more about virtual events. Now we know what works. We have the benefit now you know, we should be planning for 2023 of weaving that into that in advance so that you actually have more time to build on those insights and to build on that experience. Um, and I'm going to give you some tips on, on how to do that in just a, a moment as well. Um, but planning properly is so important. If you um, pull together an event in like two hours and you just bring your CEO in and you host it on Zoom and hope for the best, that's where you're going to get Zoom fatigue because there's no excitement there. There's no wow factor there. So plan properly um, and you can have much better outcomes. So uh, to plan properly for your event, you need to be thinking about who it's for. So who are um, who are the people that we want there? And so often, you know, we start with the internal um, aspects of it. You know, who do we want to speak on it and what do we want to say? Um, but if we think first about the supporter or the attendee to this particular event, it helps you um, so much more with that event being successful. What are your goals? Because, you know, some of these events might not have a, a direct monetary goal. It might be engagement. It might be information. It might be connection. It might be gratitude. Um, and thinking about when and bringing together those different things that will therefore shape when this event is going to happen and how long it's going to be. Um, this is helpful for you, obviously, because then you can plan properly in advance, but it's great as well for your supporters because the more time that they have uh, to plan to come to your event, the more likely they are to actually get there. We're still seeing, so this was the same throughout the pandemic and now, like a 50% split. So um, you might get like 20, like a quarter of people convert who actually land on your event. And then from that quarter, you'll get 50% that attend live on the day and then 50% that watch on demand. Ideally, we want them to be there on the day because then they can be part of that experience and they can you know, start to get some of that wow factor uh, coming through. Um, and there are some tips. So in July's webinar, we're going to be sharing with you um, 
how you can uh, host successful uh, webinars. So looking at like how to promote, how long it needs to be, what time of day. Uh, so do make sure that you're registered for that. That is available on the everywhereplus.com website. That's free as well. And we can go into more detail about that there. Um, but preparation is, is key to make sure that you have enough time to get this right and to make sure that your supporters have enough time to attend and be there. Now, the content as well uh, is super, super important. Um, like I said, you know, there may be people that you have to platform at your events and there may be things that you have to say, but there's obviously a way that we can adapt that to make it more exciting. So choose the right speakers. Are they confident? Are they engaging? Are they clear? Uh, do they have a bit of vibrancy? Um, if you do have people that are a bit maybe uh, less experienced can you put them together uh, with a, a host or a moderator who can ask them questions um, are you taking people on a journey through your particular event you know setting the scene what do we need them for here's the success stories and then we have the ask and also just thinking about um, how long those sessions are so here today we have that presentation part, but we don't want to do this for too long because we want you to be part of it. So we're having this and then we're having the Q&A. But there's other things that you can do at your event. Um, so you can have the presentation and maybe you have like a quick two minute pre-recorded video. Maybe then people move into breakout rooms and discuss and then come back and be part of the wider conversation. There's so many different things that we can do to this that go just beyond a static. Here's the information. Thank you and goodbye. Um, and if you do have um, a, an event, perhaps that goes on for longer than half an hour or an hour, do you have hosts that can tie everything together? Um, so we're, like I said before, um, internal teams are using virtual events much, much more um, for staff training, um, shelter. We, we, we host the anti-racism anti -racism days um, curated by a JMB consultant. And obviously, Martha is the host and, and they are an epic uh, host that you know, know a lot about the subject. They have great screen presence um, and they're able to you know, comment and reflect on the sessions that have just happened and then host into the next one. So, again, um, elevating that content can help you host an event that's much more exciting and again it proves why we need a little bit more time uh, to plan so that we can help get that right and get this right let's not rush it and let's give it the time that it deserves the time and effort that you put into it the more outcome that you have much the same as any of the programs within your fundraising mix now we're seeing a shift as well um, with with virtual events um, where we are going beyond, you know, just the uh, shared information stage. And it's about entertainment now. Um, and, you know, with the rise of platforms like uh, TikTok taking off where people are just used to seeing, you know, anything up to 10 minute videos of people entertaining stuff. Um, it's important as well that we kind of lean into that with our virtual events. Now, it's not going to be um, appropriate for everything, uh, especially if, you know, you're sharing stories of uh, the front line or the people that you exist for that are quite hard hitting or if it's a vulnerable uh, people or, 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 or animals or, or places. Um, but we do have to. Um, it's like TV, isn't it? It's like any and YouTube, like we have to capture, keep and, and grab uh, attentions um, and just different ways um, that we can do that uh, quite easily without you having to become like an influencer style um, uh, host. Are your visuals exciting? 
uh, another necessary. Um, so you'll see here that as we are going uh, through the presentation, you know, we're taking the slides off, we're making these smaller, we're bringing these back, that piques interest. The visuals that are there, they're important because I know um, from working with the fundraising community that you need the visuals and the notes there to assist your learning. Um, but if you just have like a slide that has a picture on, is that necessary? Or just the title there, uh, is that necessary? And then think of, of how you can make that more uh, exciting and capture people's attention. You can get creative. Um, so if anyone has been in any of uh, Simon's uh, sessions at conferences recently, uh, he had like uh, paper cutouts um, of, of people uh, that he was that he was speaking about. We've had um, some speakers on our platform uh, as well. And I'll show you in just a moment. Um, that stream from the venue, you know, that they work at. They're not just, you know, sat at home. I am sat at home because I don't have much else place to be. This is my this is my place of work. Um, but you can like stand up, you can get outside. We've had people um delivering sessions from farms and, and with animals and riding horses and and things like that. So just have fun with it. Um, and it's not to say that just because it is virtual that you can't make things professional as well. So recently we hosted a hybrid event for NHS Charities Together, which was hybrid. Um, and they had in person, you know, the professional setup with the lights and the sound. Um, and then the virtual element there was streaming it in. But what that did was that that made that elevated the online experience because the stream that was coming through um, was much more professional um, than, you know, what you're getting in this particular situation. So just because it's online uh, doesn't mean um, that, it, uh, that it, it has to not have that kind of extra touch to it. So here's the example that I wanted to show you. Um, so this is a fantastic organization that regularly hosts virtual events on Everywhere Plus. And this is uh, Museum Next, uh, which is curated by Jim Richardson. Um, and I love the sessions uh, that happen on uh, his platform um, because the speakers just have all of these fantastic museums uh, to to stream from um, and I've seen Jim you know go down and, and, and set up a camera and they're sat in a hall and they're having a discussion they're having a, a, a Q&A and that's available now as well you know we we, we are able to, to meet in person to uh, video and, and record some of this content and be able to stream it in so again it's just about having the mix there where can we add a, a layer of polishedness almost um, to our events and uh, and just elevate that experience so uh, you're probably guessing here it's just about elevating uh, the experience. All right, and uh, just one of the final ones, so facilitating interaction. So how can we actually get your attendees involved in the event? So your supporters want to be part of something. They want to, they want to be part of that conversation. It's not a broadcast. Different ways that you can do that very simply at your virtual events is by including a chat box so that they can have their say, they can comment on the sessions. Uh, we host our fundraising everywhere events on the Everywhere Plus platform. Um, and you can tell like, you know, when there's a topic or a conversation that people are super passionate about because the chat box is just like boom, 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 like loads of uh, questions and comments there. Typically, we find that it's most active with a, a live event. Um, which you know makes total sense, but there are ways to do that in a pre-record as well by getting the speaker to um, you know prompt questions and reference questions, and the speaker obviously can be there in the chat box as well just to answer any of those as they as they go. Um, you can invite people to join by video or audio. So we're actually doing that. So Fundraising Everywhere are hosting a conference on the 14th of July called Over to You. It's a completely open mic conference 
conference, which means that anyone can um, raise their hand to speak both pre and during the event. Um, so we will actually have a button on the platform there where they can just come backstage. We can check their mic uh, and, and camera and then they can come on and, and share their piece. Um, and they can do that obviously by audio or video or both, but the chat box will be there uh, as well. And then there's other software that we can integrate into that as well. Um, so we mentioned about Slido, uh, Word Clouds, getting people to have their say and existing websites. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the screen share that I showed you before of, of KindFest, they were actually able to just integrate their existing website with their store and fundraising pages. And again, this is just something that you don't get on Zoom because it's not built uh, for this particular purpose. And of course, gamification. So this is next on our roadmap of things that we're bringing in. So when people are watching stuff and they're engaging with things in new virtual events, they get points for that because people love some points. And, uh, and, and we definitely see that that boosts engagement there. And uh, we've spoken a lot about like the online uh, aspects of it and, and what that looks like. But we know as, as fundraisers that, you know, what we do outside of that and with that is so, so important. So it's really important when we're putting all of this effort into our virtual events and we're getting the right speakers um, and we're thinking about the right time and based on those speakers and, and how we can move people through an experience. What are we actually doing with these people offline um, that will help them feel engaged, help them feel connected and, uh, and help them just really feel, feel involved with that event? Now, this is something that's really important to consider. We are actually seeing teams do this exceptionally well at the moment. So congratulations to you if this is something that you're thinking about. So virtual events and live streaming isn't something that happens on its own. It's not like a separate fundraising stream. This is something that works right across the fundraising mix. So whether you are having an activation event for a new corporate partnership that you've brought in, or maybe you're having an information event for legacy fundraisers, or you're having a thank you, an information event for people that have signed up to do a challenge event, virtual events should sit right across your fundraising mix and they should support each other because you're Supporters uh, don't operate and live in silos and, and nor should they be um, in your teams as well. So look at your overall goals. Um, so where will use not adding a virtual event increase your chances of raising more money? So have a little look at placement of these virtual events. You know, are we having that after they've signed up or uh, just before the campaign ends or as a, as a thank you? Um, as we mentioned before, 74% uh, of charities uh, surveyed said that virtual events help them increase their social media reach and engagement as well. So how can that help your marketing teams and collecting content there and what can that look like? Um, and also just look at what we're doing um, pre-event to help people get there. Now, obviously, if you have an event with uh, high value donors, there might be a, a fewer number of people that come through. So give them a phone call and say, hey, we're really looking forward to you um, being at this event. Is there anything that you need from us uh, to make sure that, um, you know, you can attend this experience? Are you calling them afterwards? Are you sending them handwritten notes afterwards? I saw a lovely picture on uh, social media at the weekend um, from Small Charity Week and the FSI had actually written a handwritten thank you to a speaker and then took a photo of it and sent it to them. So there's lots of different things that we can do for our attendees beyond the virtual medium that can actually bring even more of that human element through. And of course, that's why virtual events are so successful is because it actually creates connection um, and an insight and, and conversation. So how can we do that more uh, to make sure that our supporters really feel weaved into what we're doing? So in summary, before we move into this uh, uh, Q&A with Simon, um, we've proved that virtual events do work and where they have um, the, the wider sector benefit. 
We do actually have some other uh, webinars available on everywhereplus.com if you do want to go and download one of those today that looks at placement and the different types of events. We've already hosted webinars on that already. Uh, the second point is thoughtful curation produces great events that deliver. So it's not just about whacking up a Zoom link and getting your CEO to speak about a campaign you're launching. It's about creating an experience. And we need to choose our platform carefully. So if you take anything away from today, it's the fact that Zoom is not um, is not the best platform for hosting virtual events. Um, so I want you to, to think about where um, where you can host events that are that are going to have um, the, the, the biggest um, impact with supporters. Obviously, we've talked about ours, but there's other ones as well, like um, Hopin, um, oh, iVent. Places like that. So just do um, do your research, have a look at what you want your event um, to achieve, what would be um, the best for you to help you deliver that event in the most successful way, and then pick your platform um, from there. And as always, we are always super, super keen to help. And that's exactly what we are going to do now. Um, but before that, what I'd like you to do in the chat box is just share what your top learning um, from today has been. So what has been the key thing that has jumped out at you uh, from today's um, uh, webinar around uh, beating Zoom fatigue. Now, you are going to get a copy of this recording as well. Obviously, we've went, whipped through this quite rapidly. So if there's anything that you want to catch up on, uh, it will be available um, for as long as, as, long as you need that. Um, and then once you've done that, if you could just pop into uh, the breakout room using the button underneath the video where Simon will be waiting for you uh, to, to answer your specific questions, maybe about an event that you've got coming up or uh, platforms or uh, ways of, of hosting events. And like I say, we do have a library of existing content that you can draw upon already. And we do have an event uh, in July that delves into more detail about the, the whens and the hows and uh, about the actual logistics um, of virtual events. And uh, if you want to stay in touch with us, uh, that is my email address. So Nikki at fundraisingeverywhereplus.com. Uh, if you want to chat with me as well about anything I've covered today or about hosting virtual events, I will be more than happy uh, to speak to you. Mm -hmm.